The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the dominion of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths of the Lord. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him in all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when they saw John, but when John saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, does not, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. With a winnowing fork in his hand, he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace to you in peace, sisters and brothers. In the name of the one for whom we wait, Jesus Christ. Amen. Like so many others, I do love this time of year. And I know it's pretty cliche to make such a statement, more cliche than some of the sappy Christmas movies that my wife loves to watch. But I say it primarily because this is an important season in the church year. Not because of the busyness that comes with it of gift getting and gift giving, for, of parties and travel and all that comes before Christmas. Or even the pretty snowfall that slowly covers the quiet earth, or doesn't, depending on where we live. Although it did snow a little bit this last week. This meaning, this season and its meaning is very important to us for many reasons. Because we are starting something new, we are looking toward a new church year, but also the new light that is coming with Christ. Many churches at this time of year also focus on stewardship meaning they reflect on their, together on their gifts for ministry the many ways that they are being called to serve the communities 
in which they live. And each year, they remind themselves of what this Advent season means and that it is our job to wait, even though time really flies by so fast. Before we know it, the celebration of Christmas has come and gone, before we've even had a chance to sit and wait. So then it makes me chuckle on the inside to see how excited and how early some families can decorate and get in the spirit of Christmas before it's even here. With all of the gift buying and baking of yummy sweets, all of the things that bring us comfort in this season, Yet really, this season of Advent is called to us, has called us to be more uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with our reality, uncomfortable as we wait for something better. Better than this reality. This passage from Isaiah today gets us ready in this time of waiting for something better in the Messiah. As we prepare the way of the Lord. It contains this passage so much harmony within itself it could be set to song, and probably has for that matter. But we know for certain it hasn't been fully realized. I don't think we're quite to the point of predators lying down with their prey, or children charming venomous snakes, no matter what videos you may have seen on YouTube to this effect. But that is the hope that we have in Jesus. That his entry into this world, that our God's entry into this world gives us a glimpse of such harmony, such a harmonious realm that God is working toward through all of us, this day and every day. But that day is not here yet. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so much violence and hatred amongst God's creatures. The proverbial prey and predators in this world are still at odds with each other because they aren't focused properly on what it means to wait for Jesus, not just in the season of Advent, but our whole lives long. And don't be mistaken, don't misunderstand that this time of waiting implies complacency, sitting down and doing nothing. But surprisingly for me, this is the most prominent memory I associate with celebrating Christmas with my family each year. Because we were focused so much on the presents underneath the tree and what came at the end of the season of Advent, our parents did everything they could in the early hours of Christmas morning to make us wait until the very last minute. Always coming up with excuses for one more thing to do before we could come beneath the tree and open the presents. In reality, it all probably took less than 10 minutes, but it seemed like an eternity as we waited to take our place beneath the tree. We've all had our share of waiting, no matter how inconsequential. And enough of that waiting has taught us in life that Sitting complacently is not what we were meant to do. Rather, we were created to do much more. 
When we respond to this call to wait with action of some sort, it's usually because the action has reward, and it's helpful for the outcome of that waiting. Rather, as a community of faith, waiting in the season is different for sure. There is action that comes from waiting that moves us to examine our sinful ways in a wholehearted attempt to turn away from them and to turn again and face God. Advent is all about reorienting our self-examined selves toward God and the realm of a world like Isaiah prophesies about, where lambs can lay down with lions and the like. With a clear-minded focus on God and the heavenly realm, that harmonious world where violence and suffering no longer have a place, then we know then we will be ready. But for now, it is only our hope. And that is where we should be grateful for Christians like Paul, ones who had a way of communicating such a hope in the midst of despair, no matter how fleeting that hope may be. We are in a very similar situation in a very divided world, just like Paul was about what it meant to wait, to be ready, to live out the kingdom of God. Sometimes such a reality is too far away, too difficult to recognize, too difficult to find the motivation to live into. But still, all we can cling to is this hope, not in vain as much of the world might try to convince us. As one theologian defines of Paul, the present state of anticipating a particular future of which we can be confident because of what Scripture has said to us in the past. In Advent, we can anticipate the still-awaited Advent of Jesus with a firm hope because God has already brought to pass the first brought to pass the first awaited advent. We are not simply preparing to celebrate Christmas. We are preparing to be those who are ready when Christ returns and all that that means for this world. This means being a people of hope even as we wait for an event we have no way of knowing about its arrival. This gospel passage from Matthew is important but often misused tool for understanding what we are called to in this time of Advent. Too often it is used as a weapon for judging all those that John the Baptist criticized. For some reason, Christians feel entitled by this passage to do the same. But this is not, it must not be our perspective. We cannot go contrary or only halfway to the calling of Paul to welcome all as Christ first welcomed us. There is a crying need for theology right now that creates a beloved and global community. A theology that matters right now in such a divisive world. But we falter every time we redefine what it means to welcome some people only allowed halfway through those doors. You can be here, 
you can't really be a part of our community. Radical hospitality in all parts of ministry, this is our calling. To welcome when everything and everyone around us says we shouldn't, whether or not it's taboo to talk about or not. Because it is only in the gospel surprise of the one who does not look like me, who does not live like me, sitting next to me and singing praises to God in the same way I do, that we know that scripture is just a little bit more fulfilled. The focus isn't on the wrongdoings of those who come to question him and his motives for John the Baptist. Rather, he urges them with one simple word. Repent. And just like the term Advent every year, we do the same with the focus of John. We prepare ourselves, we turn, we ready ourselves for what it means to live in the presence of God. Turn around. Leave behind the way of sin that you were headed towards and find the way of God. John isn't judging. He's doing as Christ commanded and Paul advised in welcoming each of them, each of us, to turn to the only way that matters in this life, the way of God. These modern times can be dark, dear friends, both metaphorically and literally. This time of year, the days are short and the darkness creeps in earlier. But we know, we believe that the light is still coming. The longer days that befall after the winter equinox come on the 21st of December. When the light overcomes the darkness, the same way the light of God and Jesus has overcome the darkness of sin and death in this world. It's no coincidence that John invites people to be adverse, immersed in God and God's realm through baptism and repentance. This is what it means to return to the light and to leave the darkness behind. So really, this second Sunday of Advent would be a wonderful day to celebrate a baptism, but since we don't have one, let us all remember our own. When you come forward for communion later, you can walk by the font if you want, even though we don't have water, just to stand for a moment and remember your baptism. You can make the sign of the cross and give thanks for the gift that we've been given. As we wait together in this season, let our remembrance of baptism and need for repentance guide us toward a harmonious world, one that we can wait together in the darkness where light will always find a way. And if we cannot see it for a moment, let us trust and know that it will always come because it has already come in Jesus Christ, our Savior. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.